Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. Manufacturers have long known China to be a leader in their industry, but now the world is recognizing China as a business center for companies, market traders, education, and artists. It's no wonder that the economy has grown to be the world's second largest. In our program, you'll learn from the thought leaders and professionals who have lived in both the U.S. and China and continue to do business there. Now, here is your host, Michelle Zhou. Welcome to In China with Michelle Zhou. I'm Michelle, the founder and the CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com, or connect me on LinkedIn. Today we have Janice Tsai on the show with me. She's a very successful saleswoman and does a lot of business with Chinese customers. She's one of the top 1% real estate agents in the U.S. and has won the award of America's Best Real Estate Professionals by Real Trends. In addition, Janice is the first Chinese to be on the CBS real estate show named American Dream. She's also a guest speaker on Today's Focus, which is a monthly real estate talk show on U.S. Chinese radio. I would like to have a conversation with Janice about the importance of understanding cultural difference in business negotiation. Janice, it's great having you here today. As I mentioned in the introduction, you've achieved amazing sales results since you become a salesperson. I'm curious about how you did it. Let's start with your career path. Can you please briefly tell us your professional history? I came from China and I grew up there and went to college there. And after I got my master's degree, I became professor in Tianjin University, which is a very famous university in China. I worked there for a few years. I really love education and being a professor. Then uh, we went to Canada to pursue my PhD study with my family. Right after I moved to United States in year 2000, it's been a long time, I got uh, my CPA license, which is a certified public accountant in the United States. And I worked in a big insurance company for more than 10 years as a senior accountant. So basically, I'm an educator and also, I should say, a professional in a way. A few years ago, I switched my career from educator to people say sales, become a real estate agent. I'm so glad I did the switch and since I really enjoy my current job. Well, so you have a very impressive background as a professor in college, in a university in China, then did went for your PhD program and a CPA. In people's eyes, that type of a professional person versus then become a salesperson <laughs> selling houses. So you said you are glad you made a switch, but one common question people will have. Well, why did you make this switch? What happened behind it? <laughs> I'm kind of, I should say, social person. I like to work with people. I like to talk to people. I also like to share all the information with people. So that's why I enjoy sales more than education. In my mind, a good salesperson is not a hard sale. It should be an educator and a consultant and also be an advisor. 
being an advisor, that means you have to have professional knowledge. You have to have a way to communicate your knowledge to your client. So in some way, a good salesperson should be an educator as well. That's、mm. why I enjoy it very much. So you see the connection between what you did as an educator to today as a salesperson. Sure. Yeah, you're yeah. educating clients.、Uh, in, in a way, yes. You have to communicate what's the difference between you know China and the United States, the cultural difference, and also the process. There's some difference regarding the real estate transaction process. You have to have that knowledge. And also, you have to have that ability to communicate your knowledge to your client, so that they can understand the difference and make a good decision.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, today I would like to discuss about this topic related to understand cultural differences、mm-hmm. to make a negotiation and make a business more successful, more effective. That's why I think. Just point back to what you just mentioned, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are doing sales, you think、uh, communication is important. But on the other side, you mentioned the cultural differences、uh, enable you, That's you、right. know, to bridge the two different、uh, because you understand the、uh, cultural differences, so you can bridge the two sides、uh, if they are coming from different culture. That's right. That's、mm-hmm. right. When I just came to the United States, I learned the cultural difference in a hard way. So that's why、uh, I understand what all Chinese people are thinking and what American people are thinking. It's not necessarily which one is good. It's just the difference based on the culture, based on the place you grew up and. People like negotiation more from Asian country, and it does not necessarily mean they negotiate with you. They don't want to do business with you. That、mm-hmm. means it's just a different communication and a different negotiation. Yeah, that's how business is done in China. That's right. That's、mm-hmm. right. If something you ask like a hundred dollars, they would start like thirty dollars or fifty dollars, <laughs> depending <laughs> on where they come from. Yeah, that, yeah. That they don't want all. This does not mean they want to offend you. It's just part of their culture.、Mm-hmm. They still want to do business with you, but they start. They normally starting very low. Then they try to you know make the bridge. So we have to understand that part to make the communication effective. Then they can do a successful business.、Mm. Okay. Now let's、uh, use your business as an example to、mm-hmm. understand、uh, to help our audience understand the cultural differences and how you can leverage or use your understanding of the differences to help business happen, to help negotiation really go smoothly. I know you. As I introduced you, you are really successful. In selling real estate, right, in houses,、mm-hmm. and、um, let's just zoom back a little bit,、mm-hmm. looking at the industry,、mm-hmm. and from your experience in doing in this industry, what are some trends you have seen, and、uh, how do you plug into that trend? Actually, I'm so lucky because when I got into real estate business, it's just you know a lot of people from China came to the United States. And according to some statistics from NAR, which is National Association Realtors, and Chinese investor was the leading buyers for past、uh, several consecutive years. So I just got into this trend. A lot of people from China they come to United States either as an investor or as a homeowner because people want to get have. 
good education for their kids in United States. They want to diversify their asset. The United States is still a safe harbor for them. And also because everybody knows there's some pollution, there's some、uh, environmental issues there, so people want to get into a better environment for themselves, for their children, for their family.、Mm-hmm. So you are riding the trend. You riding the tide. I think that's the way how we say in English. <laughs> I, yeah,、right? I, I was able to jump on the bus. <laughs> yeah, when you, a lot of Chinese wants to buy properties overseas、mm-hmm. in the U.S. and、mm-hmm. particularly we are talking about the Seattle area.、Mm-hmm. You see the demand and you jump in and、mm-hmm. uh, helping those buyers、that's、buy、right. the houses. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So based on your experience, your clients, the people you have、mm-hmm. engaged with. What kind of people are they? The Chinese buyers. And there are several kinds of people. Basically, if we talk about the broad range, it should be two categories.、Mm-hmm. One is pure investors. Basically, as I said, they want to diversify their their asset. They want to use United States as a safe harbor. And the number one choice is real estate. And、mm. in China, people there is an old saying says, "If you have money, buy real estate." And here they want the same thing. No matter how the market、uh, goes, at least you have something there, right? Either a house or commercial property.、Mm. So a lot of wealthy people they would like to divert their money, so they invest it in United States. And another kind is they have some needs. And basically, their kids want to go to school in United States. They get their immigration visa, so they want to move to the United States, or they got a job in United States, so they become a homeowner. Actually, it's not purely investor. They live in the home in the house, so they have to buy some kind of real estate. So two big categories.、Mm-hmm. And based on these.、Uh, You know different needs,、mm-hmm. and based on your experience of engage with them,、mm-hmm. what kind of characteristics you can use or you can describe to help us understand these people? Maybe compared to Americans, right? How different <laughs> they are when they are looking at houses. For people who has the really hard needs, let's say they have to buy a house here because they, they do have a job,、mm-hmm. they have kids, have to go to school. Those kind of people normally is easy to deal with because they already have some、uh, criteria for、mm. what they are buying. They basically say, "I want good schools, I want a good location, I want to have a good commute." So it's easy to find the home for them. And most of them, they know a little bit of English, so it's easier for real estate broker because you know all the paperwork they probably can read. Even sometimes they cannot. Communicate or talk, but they can at least read the paper. But for some people,、uh, they don't understand English. It's kind of、uh, critical to find a great agent because you don't know what you are signing, you don't know what you are reading, right? So, being a real estate agent, and you have to use your professional knowledge and also keep the integrity to explain, you know, what the process, what they are signing. So relationship is very important. You have to build the trust first, so they would comfortable to sign the paper when you talk about about the terms with them. So it's kind of different, and for people who don't understand English but they want to invest in United States,、uh, being a real estate broker. You have to be very patient and explain the difference and explain the terms and to make it happen. Hmm. So you mentioned something really important here. You said the relationship, right? Working with the Chinese, they 
want to build a relationship first,、mm-hmm. when they trust somebody, then business will come. Yeah. How did you find those clients, especially the ones that you, <laughs> you know, <laughs>、uh, don't know what they are looking for? <laughs> yeah. So、um, for me, it's kind of lucky. My business is purely based on referral. It's word of mouth. So. That means I have to do a very good job for clients, so they can refer me more clients. So that's basically how I find my client.、Uh, that goes back to the point. <laughs> Relationship is very important. That's that's right. That's right. It's a funny story I can share with one of my clients. We met in a you know Carol occasion. So and I gave him my business card. I did not expect he would call me. But three days later, he called me and said, "Can you be our agent to find a house?" So we went out to see the house, and finally we identified the one they like the most. So we started the negotiation and the paperwork. You know Chinese people. That's why I say there's a cultural difference and negotiation difference. And they want to start lowball. Of course,、uh, a lot of American people don't like it because the cultural difference. So we have to explain to the other side, to the seller, and we have no intention to offend you. We are sincere. It's just part of this cultural. So did the Chinese side、uh, start with like fifty percent? <laughs> <laughs> Not that much, but they started very low.、Uh-huh. Even I was trying to convince them this is not the right way to do business in the United States. But sometimes they just insist. Okay. And as an agent, you have to follow your clients' thought to accomplish the mission.、And、at the beginning, we did not have that much trust. Even they asked me to write an offer、mm-hmm. and write a paper for them. They asked me to translate everything. Wow. Because they don't know English, and how I can translate everything, so I have to yeah, that's a yeah, lot of yeah, even the inspection reports they ask me to translate. I said there is no way I can translate. It's not just the translation; it's part of the liability. So I said, if you are not comfortable, let's find a a third party to do the translation. It's not like translation to oversee the paperwork to make sure you signed truly. From your heart is not something you don't want to sign, and now we become friends, and they trust me so much. They even give me their their credit card and bank card. Sometimes you know they buy something, they need to use the card. So it's all about the relationship. At the beginning, we did not have that much trust. That's、mm-hmm. why they asked me to translate everything. But now we have a full trust. They would follow my suggestions more than beginning. So relationship is everything in any business, I believe. Mm-hmm. So for that、uh, case, you mentioned that they started really low. They you、mm-hmm. know, cut the price,、mm-hmm. and then the American side,、uh, you have to explain to them to let them know this is、uh, you know they are not trying to offend you.、Mm-hmm. Then what happened after that? After that, you as an agent, of course, it's harder on my side, right? I have to explain to the other agent and say this is just part of their culture, and they in order to put this together. At least, can you convince your seller to counter us?、Mm. Don't just ignore us、uh, to counter us. That's the best thing you can do for us. So after a long conversation and、uh, convincing, 
and the agent uh, finally convinced the seller to come to us. So after several rounds of negotiation, <laughs> I can imagine that you know, counter yeah, that another yeah, offer, yeah. counter. <laughs> yeah, so they were able to meet at a point. The buyer is willing to accept. The seller is willing to sell, so we made a transaction. Okay, great. Yeah. So the transaction finally went through. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not like、uh, that's a special case. A lot of cases like that because of the culture. So as an agent, you have to explain to your client, and also you have to communicate the difference with the other party to make the transaction happen.、Mm-hmm. Great. Okay,、uh, we will take a quick break, and、uh, when we come back, we'll dig more into it. Okay. China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China, from business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students. You need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business' sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting dot com. Now back to this week's program. Now we're back. So, Janice, before the break, we talked、uh, about the general trend in the market, and we have seen a lot of Chinese、uh, coming to the U.S. and especially Seattle area where、mm-hmm. we are living,、mm-hmm. buying homes. So, I know the current U.S.-China relationship is not、uh, great. <laughs> How does that impact your business? It has some impact, and I mean, from the number you see, the volume. For the whole United States, for the past twelve months, the foreign investors' volume dropped thirty-six percent based on some statistics. But、uh, among people, that does not mean Chinese people don't want to come to the United States to invest. They still have some confidence on United States economy.、Mm-hmm. They still want to use United States as their safe harbor.、Uh, it's just because of. Right now, the situation and also the Chinese government have very strict currency policy. It's hard to get money out. But from my conversation with a lot of Chinese investors, they still want to come to the United States to invest. They still have the the funding actually to invest. It's just how they can get the money to the United States because price wise compared to United States. And China, big cities, United States real estate is still cheap. In here, you know, a few million dollars, like eight, seven million dollars, you can buy a beautiful waterfront home. But in China, in the heart of the city, you probably just can buy a small apartment or condo, something like that. So price-wise, it's very competitive here, and people still want to have that capability to come to the United States to have. Is an investment to buy a home for their future use. So,、mm-hmm. so if you look at your clients,、uh, mm-hmm. the Chinese clients、uh, mm-hmm. purchasing homes in the U.S.、Mm-hmm. in Seattle area,、mm-hmm. what kind of a price range they are looking at?、Uh, it depends. And for people, if they want to live here, they can buy multi-million dollar homes, and for them, it's not a big deal. And even they invest, they can range from. 
$500,000 to a million. A million dollar would be a very comfortable uh, price point for investors. People here, I mean, average home price is much less than that. But for Chinese people, they do have the money. Sometimes I just feel amazed how they can have so much money to buy stuff, you know. <laughs> well, it's, as you mentioned, right, if they have apartments in the you know, big cities like mm-hmm. Beijing, Shanghai, mm-hmm. if they sell one apartment, they can buy multiple homes here. That's, that's right. Actually, I'm so glad because uh, Chinese economy for the past 20 years has grown so quickly and uh, people do have a lot of money there. And like when I went back there, I, I mean, when I gathering with my old friends, my college friends, and they do have a lot of money. I'm impressed. Wow. Okay, so sounds like money is not a big problem. <laughs> and we talked about uh, trust is very important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they build the relationship, then mm-hmm. business can be done mm-hmm. easily and quickly. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, even Chinese people have a lot of money there, they want to buy, they just because their habit or mm-hmm. because the way how business is done in China, mm-hmm. they may start with a undercut of the price mm-hmm. to start their offer. Mm-hmm. It may take a long time back and forth the counter offers, mm-hmm. yes. a few rounds to yes. get the deal done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Beyond that, what are some other differences or things that you want to point out? There are a lot of differences, actually. Even the transaction process is totally different between United States and China. In China, there is no agent, like a listing agent, who represents the seller or a selling agent who represents buyer. There are only one single person in the sales office. You go there and you sign the contract with people. So basically, you deal just with one person. But here, there's some agency relationship between the buyer and the seller. And if you go to open house, that person may represent the seller. They don't represent the buyer. So that part is different. So you have to find, a, as a buyer, you have to find a one to represent you. So that's a difference. And also when they have offer situation, and sometimes Chinese people like to verbal communication first. They always ask the agent, you know, this price is okay. Can you ask, is this term okay? So they like to do a lot of verbal communication first before they can really put the pencil down. So that's part, it's different than people here. In the United States, actually, uh, everything has to be on paper and um, Mm -hmm. verbal means nothing. And as a real estate agent, especially as a, you know, agent here, you have to understand what the buyers or the sellers thinking in order to bridge the gap. And also, sometimes they don't know when there is a multiple offer situation, like the one I experienced last night, and the house, even people say the market is cooling down, but if you price the right, you still can have multiple offers. And in that case, people would say, oh, let's put a number of try first. Actually, there is no try first in here because it's not like open uh, bidding process. It's not open bidding. So you don't know other people's offer. You have to um, do your very best at the beginning instead of, you know, try first, test first, or verbal communication first. So as an agent, we have to understand people's thinking and uh, talk it through about the process, let them know the difference so that way they can put their best foot forward in order to make that happen. 
Well, sounds there's a lot of work you need to do with your Chinese client to help them understand uh, the way how business is done in the U.S. when they are trying to buy a house. Yeah, yeah. Actually, in any business, this is part of the negotiation and the communication. So, also, I mean, in my firm, Chinese agent here, we have local agents here, and sometimes they would have conversation talk about what's the difference and.、Uh, They all trained to sign paper first and let people hire you first. That's kind of difficult for Chinese people when they come here. Let's say you want to buy a house and they meet first time and I ask you to agency agreement. You would scared and that would push some buyers away. So as an agent, no matter you are Chinese agent or you are United States agent. If you are facing a Chinese buyer, and you have to understand the first meeting, if you ask them to sign, even they like you very much, they probably scared, and you would push them away. So don't push too hard the first meeting. That's different too. Then how would they find somebody represent them as the buyer agent? Through different ways, and a lot of people like a referral because they don't know the culture, they don't know the languages in some cases. They would ask other people's opinion and other people's suggestions. So, as agent, you be better to do a great job for each client, no matter what the price point. And that way, they would refer you to other, you know, other buyer or other seller. So that's very important.、Mm -hmm. So they trust the people who referring them to the agent because that person in the middle is their、yeah. friend. Yes.、Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And because that relationship, then they have a more trust to the agent. That's right. That's being that, yeah, yeah introduced. That, that's right. When the relationship is there, when the trust is there. A lot of people would、uh, really you will be part of their decision team, so they would listen to your suggestions more and more. And sometimes they would say, "Whatever you say, we follow it." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say is okay. Then I have to say, "No, it's your decision. My job is just explain what's the pros and cons and why we need to do what we need to do. So that way, you will make an informative decision." Mm -hmm. So your current、uh, client base are they all Chinese or no, how does it look like now? Yeah, my client is diverse, but most of them are Chinese. I would say probably eighty percent are Chinese because of the cultural, the language, and everything. So a lot of Chinese people would like to come to find a, a Chinese agent who can speak, you know, English and. Chinese who can understand their culture and American culture. So most of my client are Chinese, but I do have some other countries client, and they love me too. They thought I can bring some Chinese buyers or Chinese sellers for them, and they would like to have a person who knows both cultural, who knows both on like language, to represent them. Wow, how did you differentiate yourself to other Chinese agent? If you just think about it. Because、uh, there, I know there are quite、uh, many here、um, now. Yeah. yeah, more and more Chinese people become a real estate agent because it's really easy to get into. It's not like a CPA license; you have to have a certain credential before you can take the exam. The exam is extremely hard. But to get a real estate license, you only need a high school diploma. Then you can take the test. So, because my background, I was a college professor. I have my CPA license. I was in a PhD program. I'm still treat myself as an educator 
instead of you know a purely salesperson. I don't like hard sell. I don't. I should say I'm a soft sell person, and I like to be advisor instead of just sales. So I like to provide information helpful to my client. Truly, you have to stand in their shoes and think for them. So that way, you would give them a lot of information. They can make an、uh, informative decision. So, I would say myself is an advisor. I'm not a purely salesperson.、Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I see you have a different title. You are an advisor. <laughs> <Yeah> . So I think、uh, it's interesting to hear from you summarized the differences、uh, between. Typical Chinese buyers to other kind of clients,、mm-hmm. they have really distinct characteristics、mm-hmm. in their house purchasing process,、yes. right, the thinking process. Yeah, I think it's very important to have somebody like you really understand them and also establish this kind of trust relationship with them, so they can rely on you to help them fulfill their mission by the right properties for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to. Take another quick break,、mm-hmm. and after we come back, I really want to. I really want to hear from you. What kind of advice you can give to the American people who are in the local area that's trying to do business with the Chinese? Okay. Are you interested in expanding your business to China, but don't know how to start? Are you wondering how to grow your sales in the China market and win over competition? Meet Michelle Zhou and her team at Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. Our consultants are U.S.-China experts and have all lived and worked in both the U.S. and China, with many years' experience in market entry strategies, management, and execution. We can help you find the right partners, develop opportunities, and grow your business in China. Please visit ptcgconsulting.com today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back. Before we took last break, we talked a lot of the differences between Chinese people and American people.、Mm-hmm. What we are talking about maybe starting from the real estate industry, but I believe it applies to all professional service providers. Yeah, of course, any business has some common things, right? Relationship, communication is the same for any business. It's not just for real estate. Based on my experience, and or should I say? If you want to work with Chinese people and to be successful, and maybe a few things you need to think about it, and the first think from others' perspective. This is not just for United States and Chinese, right? It's basically every cultural, every person. Even you work with your same culture, so the same kind of cultural people, you still need to think about、uh, from other people's perspective. So、yeah. for Chinese people, they particularly because in China when people do business, they become friends first, and they are very friendly to treat you lunch, dinner, to go out, do a lot of activities. So they are expecting you be the friends first, 
And also sometimes because they, if they are new to United States, they want you to be the local guide or local advisor. That means they ask you a lot of questions besides your professional uh, service. Like a lot of my clients, actually, they ask about schools,、mm. they ask about、uh, furniture, they ask、uh, about you know cars, they ask about insurance, they ask. A lot of things, anything <laughs> related to life, they would ask you and expect you help them to get the answer. So you are not just helping them to buy a house. You are kind of become their friend.、Uh, they can go to get、uh, information when they yeah, want to come here yeah, and settle down yeah, here. Yeah, of course. That's why I say、uh, a good salesperson should be advisor in、mm-hmm. your field and in other in other service area as well. So I always tell my client, you know, I may have the information for you, I may not, but at least because I know the, the market I lived in United States for so long, I can point you to the right place for the right information. So that's the first thing I would give、uh, our audience as a tip. The second thing is regarding the communication. Because in China,、uh, it's like if you work in a company or if you work with government, and if your boss, they may call you at nine o'clock. Twenty-four. You need to be available twenty-four by seven. Yes. So they would expect the same thing. They would think in United States people even work harder because that's their impression. That's the media. What media says because United States that's good thing. American people work very hard. So they probably would call you at night, ten o'clock. Eleven o'clock or Sunday morning, seven o'clock, and sometimes they expect you give the answer right away or as quick as possible. Think about that. Maybe they have some urgent information they want to get. If you don't answer the phone, if you don't、uh, communicate with them, they would go to other person. So I think that's very very important. And I normally communicate very quickly, so people they get answer from me in second. <laughs>、uh-huh. So I think that's very important to keep the communication as quick as possible to provide the information they really needed at that time. Ah,、uh, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. So、it's、we need、easy. to change our perspective of really separate.、Uh, Work and life、yeah. and family, right? Because、yeah. with the time differences,、uh, it's very possible a Chinese client、uh, call us at a time that is not our working time. Yes, that's true. That's and true. if we do not、uh, answer them, then they will go away. They will look for some other people. That's true. That's、yeah. true. And if you want to get the business, you have to sacrifice something. That's exactly same here. And also another tips I would say is be patient. And they come here. They may not buy right away because they don't know anything. They don't know where is Clyde Hill, where is Redmond, where is Seattle, where is San Francisco. They don't know anything. So they may come here a few times before they make the purchase. So just be extremely patient and provide the information as much as possible and build the relationship when they have the trust. Even they don't buy, eventually they would refer your friends. Yeah. So you will get the business in some way. So just be patient.、Mm-hmm. So do not just look at today if I'm making、mm-hmm. a deal、yeah. or not. Yeah, it's probably someday down the road. Yeah, this will yeah. Come. When they、mm-hmm. have the trust, when you have the relationship, when you become friends, everything is easy. And the last thing I would say, if you really want to do a successful business with Chinese people, you better to partner with a Chinese agent or have some Chinese-speaking people 
in your team, so that way it's much, much easier to communicate, to know the cultural difference, to deal with a lot of things. So to make the communication negotiation effective, and so that way you will have more business and in you a know, very uh, successful way. Mm-hmm. That's great summary. <laughs> I think uh, it applies, as we mentioned,、uh, it applies to all kinds of business relationship with、uh, Chinese、uh, customers,、yeah. not just the real estate. Yeah.、Uh, yeah. So I think it totally applies in my consulting business. Yeah, that's true.、Mm-hmm. I do think it worth the energy and it worth the the time and it worth the hard work. Because they do have money and they do want to come to the United States to invest, so build the relationship, get the business is very important. Great, thanks so much, Janice, for your time. Oh, thank you for the chat, and、uh, I hope、uh, the information we talked would be helpful for people, for our audience as well.、Um, can you also share your contact information if any of our audience wanted to contact you? Oh, you can contact me. Uh, we I'm in phone or we we chat, and my phone number is four two five six nine one six nine nine eight. That's also my WeChat number. We as Chinese people, we always use WeChat, right? So you、mm-hmm. can communicate with me that、mm-hmm. way. Okay.、Mm-hmm. Thanks, and I want to also thank our audience being here with us today. Today we talked about、uh, understanding cultural differences to make negotiation and business more effective with Chinese、uh, customers. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhao. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.